0: Evo
1: heading to the live line to talk to executive director and co-founder of c fact green new deal woes are the topic this morning with mr craig rucker hi craig hey
0: la not pleasure to be on your program
1: thank you it's fun like a bambi so that's easy enough to remember um you did an op-ed for the hill and you know I, I just really feel like the green new deal is one of the dumbest things i've ever heard of come out of washington um as, as a hardcore conservative uh, with with some leniency in whether or not I should judge other people, I think that them invading our lives at the way that they are for a fictitious event like man-made climate change is somehow just completely out of the realm of possibility. and yet here we
0: are. Well uh, you're right, Vaughn. as I was going uh, you know I wrote that last week in the hill because of the fact that the biden administration wants to try and uh, they have as a as part of their program trying to get us off of fossil fuels entirely by 2035 and about 80% off by the year 2030 And this has a uh, tremendous uh, destabilizing impact on our grid. Uh, We have some very reputable uh, overseers of our grid, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, called NERC for short, and the Electric Power Research Institute, which basically said we're decommissioning our fossil fuel plants too quickly. Little-known fact is that most people think that if we just put up solar and wind, uh, that that just takes care and re- replaces automatically that which fossil fuels generate, but it's not true. It uh, these true. things up op- these things operate even in the best case scenario. Wind is maybe thirty uh, if you're offshore, maybe thirty eight percent of the time, they're producing what they say they'll produce. The rest of the time, you know, sixty seventy percent of the time, they need backup. And uh, this backup almost inevitably relies on nuclear or relies on, uh, you know, fossil fuel, either coal or natural gas. And if we knock those out of the equation, especially the coal and the uh, natural gas, um, and we're not producing any, hardly any more nuclear power, um, we are going to be in a fix because our grid needs to operate always at about 50 hertz, of, uh, you know, continuously to be stable or it'll come crashing down where are you going to get that electric you know, that extra juice from to keep the lights on when you click the light switch
1: yeah to 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 completely try to cut off your left arm in my in my brain is how how we're thinking here with this process we we need our left arm to balance out our world and everyone's like well we can learn to live without it we, we shouldn't have to because things are fine And they're trying to scream and yell crisis, crisis, crisis until everybody buys into their bull crap. But there are some of us who are free thinkers who understand that the world's been changing since she began and that we should be good stewards of our environment. But we're not making such an impact that we're in control of the tectonic plates or of hurricane season or any other damn thing because our cow farted. This is the dumbest generation I think we've ever had at the helm. They're oh, no. positively stupid. And I would,
0: I, we would be in agreement with you. I mean, we're, uh, I think it was uh, Dr. Klauser, who is a Nobel Prize scientist, who uh, had a, uh, the, the guts to say the truth when he uh, recently said, there is no climate crisis. He just said it plainly, and he uh, got in trouble for that. He got disinvited to a bunch of places. They couldn't take back his Nobel Prize, but really he's been echoing what a growing number of scientists have been saying for some time, and it's self-evidently true when you have people like Prince Charles, now King Charles, saying back in uh, 2008 that we have 52 months and then the end. You have... You know, Greta Thunberg putting on Twitter back in 2018, the world has five years left, and she just took that off Twitter because, obviously, the end hasn't come. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have AOC famously proclaiming that the end is coming, you know, by 2030, and then it's the end. But there's no evidence of any of this, in fact, a little known fact, that uh, over the last eight years, not only have the temperatures not increased, they've actually decreased slightly on a global basis, but you would never know that reading the headlines. So on almost every metric that you're seeing, from extreme weather events, you know, hurricanes despite Idalia, you know, and Hillary and all that, those are not unprecedented. Uh, despite the sea, all the hype about sea level rise, the Maldives are not sinking. Ice melt, you know, there's been ice melt for centuries. We're not seeing it increase at an alarming rate. Uh, on almost every measure that they're hyping things, uh, there's solid data that refutes this.
1: Right. And, you know, we do have major ice melt going on, but we also have ice buildup in other places, but they won't tell you about that because the Earth does whatever she wants to do. And the, the, the other thing that they're screaming about was the hottest temperature we've had since the beginning of time. No, since the beginning of when you've been keeping score. So we, we don't know what happened 200 years ago or how hot it was when, you know, the T-Rex ruled the earth. We don't know how hot it was back in the day. But what we do know is that the climate has always been changing, even before there were SUVs. And that's the bottom line. But they keep... They keep trying to force this on us, and this epic fail that they're talking about is going to be by design. It's going to be at their own hand because they're letting more and more people into this country, and the grids are not going to be able to handle it. And if they switch to this green crap, it's going to fail even sooner.
0: I, I could agree more, Fawn, and I was going to say that actually it's the green stuff. One of the big lies is green energy isn't green. I just came back from right. – speaking with Congressman uh, Jeff Andrew on Cape May, New Jersey, uh, just uh, uh, two days ago. And uh, we had a good turnout. People left and right actually showing up to protest against the offshore wind. Why are they protesting on the left against offshore wind? Well, they're putting them 16 to 30 miles out of our coast. And they're going to be putting in these massive structures. And there's been a Okay. A precipitous rise in whale beachings and um, other marine mammals dying as a result of this. They, they're just calling for an investigation. Fifty mayors of New Jersey towns have called for a moratorium to study the issue. But uh, basically, the Biden administration's position is damn the whales full speed ahead. Yeah. Uh, but, there, but there is an absolute uh, myth that green energy is green. It is not green in any way, shape, or form. And uh, the habitat that's chewed up uh, even Michael Moore from *Planet of the Humans* uh, wrote a, did a movie called *Planet of the Humans*. Actually, brought this out splendidly, and I don't actually agree with anything My, Michael Moore says, but he did a great job of highlighting, you know, the devastation that's caused by solar farms and biomass and wind farms and things of that sort. Mm-hmm.
1: And well, to nature itself. And it, that is, in fact, what they claim to be trying to fight for. And it's sad how many birds die. The whales are beaching because those wind things give off a weird vibration. It confuses the migratory natural way of the whale. They get confused. They get turned around. They get beached. I love whales. So that really pissed me off when I heard about that. It's affecting the monarch butterflies, the bumblebees. It's affecting everything. So if you want to use it, that's fine, but there should also be the option of fossil fuels because we have so much of it, and it's cheaper, and it's what, in this kind of economy, we need. And don't you laugh, Craig, when people are like, well, I'm going to go charge my electric car. I'm like, guess where the electricity comes from? They can't handle it. They can't handle it. Oh, exactly. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Well, it gets even worse cuz a lot of the, you know, you think you're doing something human rights or, you know, environmental by doing that, but a good chunk of this comes from lithium, it also comes from cobalt, and that cobalt, 50 over 50% comes from the Congo. Great book out now called Cobalt Red. I would encourage every one of your listeners to read it. It's not written by somebody on our side of the political spectrum, but documents the child labor And uh, also, uh, there's slave labor in uh, China, Uyghur labor that's used to get the lithium, uh, that is finding its way and is necessary for all of this green energy stuff to be put into place. And literally, uh, there are people dying, mining this stuff in horrid conditions, being paid like $2 a day.
1: Yeah, they're working them to death.
0: So we can feel good about being green.
1: Yeah. This stuff just makes me angry because... The Uyghurs over in China are being treated like the Jews were by the Nazis. I mean, it's that bad. And everybody's acting like it's not happening. Why, Why is that? I just That might be another whole show. But um, the Green New Deal is stupid. When they start talking about ceiling fans and gas stoves and the tiny little aspects of what we prefer to have in our homes, they've gone a step too far. So it's time to fight back, Craig. How do we do it?
0: Well, first thing you can do is arm yourself with information. We at CFACT put out every month a a fact check on climate hype. You know, so when you hear Maui fires, when you hear, uh, you know, uh, tropical storm Hillary or Hurricane Idalia, that you can go there and see some information that when you're over the kitchen counter with your uh, in-laws or your friends or your family. Uh, you can actually be armed with some information. So I think that's the first step. It's at cfact.org, cfact.org. Uh, I think a second thing is, is to, uh, get out there and protest when there are things like what we just had in, uh, Cape May, New Jersey. There is growing opposition to these offshore winds, some of these solar farms and things like that. Property rights are being trampled to put in carbon sequestration pipelines and the like. Uh, citizens are fighting back and they're having success. Biden wants 30,000 megawatts of electricity put off our coast. 10,000 worth of that has already been withdrawn because of public opposition and people like your listeners fighting back, going to their town meetings, going to their uh, representatives and telling them they don't want this stuff.
1: Yeah. Committee for a constructive tomorrow is what the acronym is for. Now, if you want to put solar on your house, you can afford it. Knock yourself out. You know, it'll lower your power bill. You do you. But it shouldn't be a mandate. Ever. Um, I don't want a big, ugly fan that's going to kill all of the owls and, you know, Purple Martins or whatever in my backyard. I don't ever want that. I don't want to have to have a water turbine in my backyard so I can have electricity. I don't want to have to rely on things that are unreliable. I want what works and we know what it is.
0: Yeah, we actually actually put in solar. If you want to do it voluntarily on your own home, I have some on my property. Runs a gate, so so it's not. We're not suggesting that solar is inherently evil. It's it's the way that they use eminent domain to seize people's lands to put it on there. When you use it on a grid scale, you're talking ten miles square of habitat to put in a solar farm that just buries over everything. That's what we're talking about. It's Mm -hmm. the way it's being put in to try and power our grid. In uh, what we would consider to be objectionable ways.
1: Yes. And I think, you know, I, I have friends who actually have the solar and they'll swear by it that it slowed the power bill. And, and I'm happy for them because everyone should be able to do whatever they want to do. It's these mandates that I am not having. I'm not having it. And these, those big wind things, and I've said this so many times, I'm green in the face, Craig, but they're ugly, they're gigantic. And they are not biodegradable. So when they break and are irreparably done, they can't be buried and have them go away. They, they lay there for all of eternity. Uh, you know, 2,000 <laughs> years from now, somebody's going to dig those up and say, What the hell were they thinking?
0: No, I mean, well, you got the offshore wind ones. We're convinced they're just going to let them topple into the ocean, and that's how they plan to bury them because mm-hmm. our landfill space is like filling up. Even the LA Times. Uh, recently, put in an article that uh, their all their landfill space is being filled up with uh, solar panels and windmills, and some of these are very toxic. So the uh, uh, type of materials that are going into our landfills from renewable energy, batteries, and things like that, are not exactly uh, you know your average pop can or you know newspaper.
1: Yeah, these these sprawling things have to go somewhere when they stop working, and they don't have anywhere for them to go. Um, in a in a perfect world we 'd be ready to just flip the switch and start using these things, but we 're not there, and the fact that they 're trying to make it happen so soon just because they thought of it now is ridiculous when they themselves don 't follow their own rule of law and it 's it just it 's getting to be too much they 're getting too intrusive into our lives and I think the buck stops there even it, even if these things were in reality a better idea, it should still be up to us because it 's still a free country.
0: Well, and I, I I would say amen to that. I think that one of the wonders of our free market capitalist system is that it uh, they, they generally finds replacements. So you go about a hundred years ago, people were using whale oil for lighting. They were using rock salt for refrigeration and copper wire for telegraphs. Mm-hmm. All that's been replaced through our free market economy structure to where we're using fiber optics, we're using nuclear power and, you know, different source to get that out there. We have uh, different refrigerants, you know, uh, to be able to keep our stuff cold. The wonders of uh, technology and innovation can continue so long as government doesn't start mandating things and intervening And in every country where that's been tried, whether it's uh, – yeah, you know, the former Soviet Union in Eastern Europe or uh, some of these other countries like Cuba and that, it always takes the populace backwards. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for people.
1: It's bad, period. And I wonder if they're harvesting the blubber from the whales for their lamps who have been beached because of their wind turbines. It's crazy. Uh, Dr. Craig Rucker, executive director, co-founder at CFACT. It's CFACT.org, you said?
0: Yes, CF act. dot org.
1: Go there. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Uh-huh. Have, have a good pleasure day.
0: Pleasure to be on YouTube. You bye bye.